0: is going on, everybody. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Nutrition podcast. We have yet another special guest. And he reminded me, honestly, that that we met at the first coaching conference that, that I think we were both at. And now we've, we've met at just about every other conference we went to and, and uh, started developing a good friendship. And he is an awesome, awesome coach, has just an expert when it comes to all things, health, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle and really just impacting lives. And so I'm so, so excited to, to talk really all things decision-making identity and just go all over the place with this guy today. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan
1: Murphy. Thank you. That was... a. Uh a great intro. I've never felt so welcome and warm. <laughs> well, you deserve it, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're, you're, you're just absolutely killing it. You, had, you won an
0: award at the last conference, which was which was awesome to see.
1: Yeah. Uh, the second that he starts talking about like kids on camera, I'm like, shit, I think he's talking about me. And then I kind of blacked out. I'm like, I don't know. I got to go on stage now in front of like all these coaches. There's like 700 plus coaches. Um, yeah. And then I didn't even know what the award was for until I talked to the group afterwards. And it was more along the lines of you know, going above and beyond for my community and theirs, and just, again, like kind of what their whole company is, is about impact over everything. And what, um, you know, what led me to kind of find my passion, what I like to talk about most is the decision making. And it was literally a moment where I made a decision to change my life forever. And then I just went all in. And I think so many people struggle to make that similar commitment. And I don't know what's different for me, but I definitely have learned a lot of things over the past like two years. And that's kind of like what I want to relay to everybody. But before we get into that, I don't know if you have any other questions or things yeah. to get started. Well, that's a great
0: setup, first off. Like this, this <laughs> is an awesome pod. like, And and that's where we're going, everybody. We're going down that path. And just, but before we get into that, yeah, I'd love to just hear more about your story of really how you got into coaching, health, fitness, and and- you know, if you want to go into as well, just how you really started changing your situation.
1: Yeah. So um, I liked sports since I was like two, you know, my dad was athletic. So I got into like baseball, basketball, soccer, football, everything from a very young age, except I wasn't gifted vertically. And I was a small guy my whole life. So I actually wrestled my freshman year at 119 pounds. So my initial introduction to nutrition was how to lose 20 pounds in a week um with wrestling so you know i got very good at weighing it you know, like monday at 134 and then wrestling thursday at 119 um so i was like the master at water cuts and binge restrict um and then that kind of bled into my whole life and that i recently found out that that relationship is why i struggled for almost a decade on how to get the physique that i really wanted so high school was you know everybody's favorite time in life it wasn't necessarily mine um I was pretty good at everything. I wasn't great at anything, and then I went to school. I wanted to be a physical therapist until I started shadowing physical therapists and realized that like none of your clientele is really happy. They're all you know they're they're hurt. They're not feeling their best self, um, and it was just kind of like down. But I did find a passion for training people while I was at school. So I got a degree in kinesiology. I got a CSCS from the um certification and started training in my local town and uh, just realize like, Hey, I love it when people can just feel better, they move better, they get stronger, their confidence gets better. So like I learned very early on that. I love to coach. I also had an inkling for coaching when I was a senior in high school. I was a pole vaulter again, like wrestlers and pole vaulters. I don't know in port. That's just what they did. I'm from port, um, Washington. Um, and I wanted to try shot put and I wasn't like a shot putter physique. Cause I was small. Right. But I was kind of strong. And the coach told me, he's like, if you pick up that shot put and throw it, you're off the team, you're done your senior year. And it was kind of like a weird thing. Cause I've got, and then my arrogant self or whatever said like, well, what, what if I just pick it up and I can throw it further than your, like your worst guy on varsity, then I should have a spot on your, your, your throwing team. And he told me, he's like, if you pick up that shot put and you throw it, you're off the team. And that just stuck with me forever. So when I go into coaching, whether it's athletes, um, middle-aged moms, like, they were just always my, my niche. Like, they, I always gravitated, like, I don't know if they thought I was, like, their son or whatever, but I coached a lot of moms um, between, like, 35 and 55 my whole career. Um, but whenever I go into a client, I kind of was like, all right, well, what have they been denied in the past? And how can we kind of, like, accomplish that now? So every athlete that I focused on, even if it was like the best athlete at the school coming to train with me, they have something that's firing them up. We got to find that. And then I think by exploiting all those different things and getting people to kind of maybe get a little bit more uncomfortable personally, like inside these sessions, they were able to like push further. And then that just kind of led me to building up a, a pretty big like clientele pretty quickly in my local community. So I was, you know, the top trainer at my small town gym for like seven of the 10 years that I was there and you know i was always like the harder i work the better i'll be able to like you know help more people and then i found myself really struggling with like who i was anymore i was just like the coach i was like the the guy that it came to and was, like hey you want to like get a session in and get stronger like go hang out with ryan um and i was just busy and i was working and i really lost like a lot of my friendships, I didn't, you know, ever nurture my relationship suffered with my wife, this like my current wife. So she stuck through me. So thank you. Um, but like, it wasn't who I wanted to be anymore. And I realized that I became identified as like the company I was working for. And I really didn't know who I was. So that is the, you know, from the beginning to right before I made the biggest decision of my life to go all in myself. But that's kind of like how I got into nutrition, how I got into fitness um, nutrition side, I struggled for a decade because everybody would come to me and be like, what do you think about keto? What do you think about bulletproof coffee? What do you think about raspberry ketones? So I literally would buy and try everything because I was like, this is what my client needs. Like this could be the next thing for my client. So I would try it and I would tell them I'm like, Hey, my honest review is like, you know, like it, yeah, I've lost a lot of weight, but then I'd always gain it back. And then I was really good at losing weight. Um, so I would actually enter I don't know if you're familiar, have you ever heard of diet, bet? diet, that bet? Yeah. So like you're betting on yourself. Oh no, I haven't. You can wager like $50, hundred dollars, big, these big games for like to lose 10% of your body weight or 15% and it would have different like coaches and whatnot. But I literally spent five years, two, three times a year where I would lose the same 10 pounds, but I'd make like two, 300 bucks. So like, I was really like, I, when I say I'm really good at losing weight, I'm really good at losing weight. But I sucked at keeping it off because I was so re- like binge restrict. Um, and then when I would binge, I would like, you know, purge on things like exercise or, you know, I sign up for a triathlon or a Tough Mudder or, you know, work out really hard in the gym. And I had a terrible relationship with my own exercise, my own diet, my own nutrition. I was either really good or I was an asshole to myself. And I never understood balance at all when it came to nutrition until I hired my own coach. And she's like, "Rein it in. We got to have conversations. Like, why are you doing this?" And like, took a step back, and that's also when I um, when I had my first nutrition coach is when I started actually seeing a lot of different shifts other places in my life, and I started feeling like, more empowered at work. I was like, "I need to be, you know, heard more. Like, we need to do things a little bit different. We got to do it right. We can't just do it like as a business to make more money. We got to help more people." And unfortunately, that didn't line up with the person that I was working for at the time. And then that's when I uh, decided to start my own business. I love it, dude. That's that's <laughs> an awesome story. Like that's you in a lot
0: of different places there. And I love <laughs> yeah. the, the buildup of really, you know, being aware enough to kind of figure out that, that some stuff needed to change. And also I love that like every coach that I talked to has their own coach or has had their own coaches in the past. Like, I think that's a testament. And I know that it's not everybody and I don't wanna just like toss this out there, but I think that's an important thing for people looking for a coach in general is like somebody getting somebody who's willing to actually do like invest in themselves too and get coaches and get like help where they need it because we both struggle with plenty of things, right? Like, it's not like we're perfect. You know, we've, we've made a lot of project progress, but I love yeah. everything about that. And I want to kind of go back a little bit. Yeah. first off, I know you said that you, when you started working out with people that you, were really good at finding like their passion and finding what drove them to be able to get the best out of them and get the best results for them. What did you do? Or like, what what were some things that you had them do to develop that or to figure that out and be able to push them?
1: Yeah. So, um, to be like transparent with you, what I would really do is I would just ask a shit ton of questions. I was super inquisitive. I've always been like a curious person, but what I think people were able to open up with me is that i I wasn't the trainer that just kicked the shit out of them every day like i didn't go in with the intention like you're going you're not you're going to feel this one tomorrow you're not gonna be able to walk you know like when you go to the bathroom and sit down like you're gonna be like cussing my name because i had that reputation for like four years and i had a lot of client turnover so i was busy but i was like i was selling packages like crazy just trying to like you know keep that same busyness um and then i just made a shift where i'm like i just care about this person so I started asking questions like about their family, about, you know, where they were at in their life, like, you know, what they did for a living and then what their passions were. And like, it just kind of would snowball eventually where they would just kind of open up while they're doing push-ups because like they don't, you know, you can't like lie and stress yourself at the same time, I swear. It's so like if you're in the squat rack and I ask you like, hey, you know, what are you really passionate about? Like the truth is going to come out. So like I kind of use that too to get people to just open up with themselves and about themselves. And then, so once you kind of have that trust relationship, I feel, you know, anything's possible because, you know, it's, I think it's hard to build up, especially now in the online space, because there's so much bullshit out there that, you know, you're constantly being sold to. And like, so when someone comes and tries to just genuinely help you or like, listen to you, you're like, what's the catch? What's going on here? This is different. This is weird. And I'm like, no, like, full transparency, like my business, my life is fine. Like, I just like helping people. And people think, no, that's weird. I don't I don't trust that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, when you do, like, here's this, you know, resource, like, whatever you, like, you said you wanted this, like, let me help you. Um, so yeah, getting into like having your own coach, I actually had mentors my whole life and I didn't even realize it until I like looked back and like what I was investing in them. So, you know, my first mentor was probably the owner of the gym that I worked for. Because I was like, I, and I never wanted to own a gym. I just wanted to be somewhat successful. Like I wanted to be comfortable in life. Um, I drove like a beaten down car for, I was like, I still drive a 2006 Honda Accord, which whatever, it's not the nicest car, but, um, and I don't know why that's relevant, but my goal was, you know, to just be successful. And I was looking at him and he was probably the most successful person in my, my view. So I was trying to be like him. And in reality, I should have been trying to, like, learning from him, but then also, like, learning exactly like what not to do. And I think that's what, like, a, a good coach will do is they'll tell you what you're doing well, but then they'll also tell you where you're messing up. And he was 100% like a yes, man. Like, yeah, go do that. Go do that. Go, like, figure it out. You got this. And, like, so I just learned these lessons. But then I also thought, cool, whenever anybody's working for me, they should just go figure it out. That's how you accomplish this thing. Well, if you do that as a coach, you're a kind of a shitty coach. Right. A coach should be checking in and making sure that, you know, hey, did you do what you said you're going to do? Can you follow through for yourself? Do you need help figuring that out? Like, is that an obstacle? Are you OK getting around that or do you need some like, some guidance or assistance or some maybe some different strategies? And I think that's what a mentor was. And then I got that for the first time. Um, and I don't know how spiritually your podcast is, but uh, I'm Christian and I had this male mentor that actually talked about becoming a good husband and father through Christianity. And I surrounded myself with these group of guys that met like once a month. And just to be honest, this man's wife is an amazing chef and she would prepare meals for all of us. So like the food was amazing. And then the message was pretty good, right? So I actually started meeting with him and he started talking about like spirituality and in my life and all these different things. And then that cascaded like, oh, cool. Like I was bad at this situation. I was really lacking here. Now I have like a whole new set of skills that I got from this mentor. Where else do I need this? And then I was like, man, my nutrition's been kind of jacked up forever. Hey, like I'm gonna go get a, a precision nutrition certification. So I got PN level one certification, and then my friend finished at the same time. And I'm like, hey, c- congratulations on your certification. Do you, what are you? What are you doing? And then she's like telling me about this online coaching thing. I'm like, I'm interested in that. Can I pay you to coach? Like, can you coach me? And so she started coaching me. I'm like, well, this is like different than everything I learned in the certification that I literally just got because she was a little bit more advanced. Right. So then I'm like, oh, cool. So like now I'm figuring out what's different for me. And this coach is just making it easier. She's connecting the dots for me. So that like in the past, I'd be like, I wouldn't have valued that maybe. Or I would have felt like a failure here when she's like, no, that's cool. That's reality. Like, no, what are you going to do with that information? So she started like coaching me there. And then I had when I started my own business, I had no clue what I was doing. So then i'm like i need to hire like a business coach so then i have like you know i hired my first business coach so i've had coaches for like the past five or six years that have really invested time energy effort into me and i've like you know done that backwards and i think that's why i value coaching so much now
0: that's that's good shit because i i agree 100 percent. like I, I think of it as i think it's her that alex Hermosi that talks about this like paying for other people's mistakes really. because like, I think that's like one of the most ba- the beneficial things you can do, because obviously we both work with plenty of people that have been, especially if you're working with, you know, the, the 35 to 55 year old, like moms, which I, I work with a lot of moms in that range as well, actually. And like those generally you see a lot of those, I don't want to like categorize, but like a lot of yo-yo dieters within those, right? Like they've constantly tried and failed diets like over and over and over again and just kind of drained their confidence throughout that. And they don't believe, right? They're like very hesitant to go into like some sort of coaching program, but they're also just kind of trying all of these quick fixes and seeing the same results, losing the same, mm-hmm. losing and gaining the same 20, 30 pounds just over and over and over again. Yeah. And the the coaching aspect can just take that guesswork out of it. As long as you get a good coach, obviously there's plenty of shitty coaches out there too, <laughs> but yeah, you, you want to get a good coach if, if they start just if they're like super duper, just hard on you, just like ramming it down, your, just basically constantly berating you and, and doing all that stuff or and, or they're kind of tossing a bunch of like unrealistic stuff that you can't stick with, then yeah. go a different direction pretty damn quickly there. That's a that's a good thing. But let's get into just a little bit more of your story. So you talked about just decision making and how you kind of went, struggled to be able to make decisions just throughout. But there was this point when you went all in on yourself and that just changed the course of your life. Can you discuss more just about that and just what changed for you
1: within that moment? Yeah. So I was your like ideal employee forever. And like I said, look, so if you needed a job done, cool. I like guess Ryan, he will get it done. I'll he'll, he'll make sure to figure it out. Right. Um, and with that, I lost my identity. And I always, we talked about identity for a second, but like, I, I mean, I was anything that anybody else needed me to be, but it transpired in like other places in my life too. If somebody would ask, Hey, you know, where do you want to get food? I'm like, Oh, well, I don't know. Wherever you're happy, like whatever you need, like i I'm, I'm good anywhere. And like, that's the truth. I'll eat literally anywhere. And I'll figure it out for myself. But at the same time, like I couldn't make decisions like, Hey, right. Like what kind of car do you want to drive? like whatever's most convenient for everybody else. Right? Like it doesn't even make sense. These questions. And I started like, shoot, like this is really starting to be an issue when I had this coach and she was kind of pointing these things out and she's like, well, why do you do these things that you do? And I'm like, I think it's because like I never really felt like I belonged anywhere because I was, I found myself in this weird pedestal of being like a coach. So I couldn't relate to my clients because they put, put me up on a pedestal. I was like a gym manager or like a fitness director. So, like, even my coworkers, I was, like, on this different n- level, even though, like, hey, like, I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm training on the floor just as much as you guys are. Like, I want you to be more successful. I'll- but, you know, like, there's this huge disconnect. And then I just, I finally got to the point where I was so uncomfortable. And I was, you know, like I said, I didn't really align with the person I was working with 100% and have this aha moment where, like, I'm done. I Like, I'm done trying to figure it out because I think this is actually taking away from my relationship with my wife. I don't have a life with my kids right now like I had. So talking about like a scary moment, um so 2020, whatever, there's a whole global pandemic, right? Um and I was a gym like the fitness director at a gym. Through 2020, I struggled because I wanted to just make the best decision for everybody, but I couldn't make the right decision. I was pissing off 50% of the population no matter what we did. Whether it was had to do with masks, vaccinations, who could work out when, class sizes. I was in charge of all that, technically. And I could I I was making everybody mad. So like for the first time in my life, I couldn't give everybody what they want. And it really like hurt me. And someone always says, like, you can make some of the people some of the people happy all the time. You can make all the people happy some of the time, but you can never make all the people happy all the time. And I still like, no, I can, I, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to make everybody happy. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do online, digital, in person. I'm going to be there for this with, with my coaches didn't want to work. Like I'll be in the gym and I'll be like serving you guys. And I'm going to do everything to make you comfortable. And I burnt it like the shit out of me. And I lost like, again, who I was because I identified as the guy at this gym. And like I said, it started taking away from me. And then when I found out like, Hey, I can't do this job well, like I'm, I'm not suited to lead other people because I can't even leave myself. Like right now I'm missing out time when everybody is shut down. I'm putting a freaking drywall in this gym and patching all these holes and relining everything instead of just being at home with my family. Like everyone else that works for this company was at home almost, but why am I here? And then I'm like, shoot, like, am I missing out on what's really important? Um, which was 100% my kid who was one year, old, one year old at the time and my wife. So I left that job. I started another job where I had a little bit more opportunity, potentially that turned out to not work out. And now I'm making less money than I've ever made in my life because I took a pay cut to go to this place. That I thought it was going to be better. It was further from my home. So I was in the car more. I had a two year old now and I had a w- newborn on the way. He was doing February and it was like November of 2021. And my back was against the wall. I'm like, i was talking to my wife. I'm like, I think that I'm going to miss our kid's life because I'm working every day from six to noon. And then from three to eight, that's literally like, I go home and I watch my kids nap while we leave our babysitter. And it was before my second one was born, but I'm like, I'm going to miss their whole life. I'm I'm not happy with where I'm at. I don't think that I can do this anymore. I, like, but I didn't know what else I d- could do. It's like, all I could do as a trainer. So I'm like, only thing I could do is train. It's all I, I'm good at. And then, you know, I don't know if you know or like or we're familiar with nci i heard about nci online coaching um teach you how to do everything do it the right way and i always tell people like i was the easiest sale because one i believed in coaching already and then the guy just painted the picture he's like hey you could do check-ins at home while you watch your kids i'm like sold i'm in and for the first time in my life i didn't it was a a large investment i'd even ask my wife and we have a rule is like 500 bucks like if you spend more than 500 you got to talk to me well, it was, you know, I think over 10 times that. And I was like, I pulled the trigger. I'm like, you're going to see this charge. I have to do it. Like, this is the only thing that I need to do moving forward so I can be in our kid's life and I can, you know, support us in a way that I'm confident with. And I will get our time back together. And so she was like, all right, cool. You're all in. Now, what happened in that moment was I actually stopped trying to listen to everybody else. So like everybody else is going to tell you why you're going to fail. Everybody else is going to tell you, like, try to bring you down because no one likes seeing success. Like your friends don't even want you to be successful. And I I never realized that until I was in this boat. And like, I was having conversations with my friends and I was like, yeah, so I'm starting my own business. I'm going to like do this online coaching thing. And then people are like, so what are you going to do after that? And I'm like, no, like, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone's cool. Well, when you're done with that, you're probably gonna work out at the go back to that one gym. I'm like, no, like, this is like what I'm going to do. And I realized no one really wanted me to be successful. Like they they just had doubts. And a lot of people are like driven by that. But I don't even like, I don't think about it. Because I just realized that that person isn't in my best interest. So I made a decision to separate myself from them. Right? Like, so then it was really easy You make one big decision to go all in on yourself. Well, every other decision after that is super easy right? It's just, is this going to make me a better human? Is it going to make me a better father? Is it going to make me a better husband? Is it going to make me a better friend? If the answer is yes, I'm going to do it. If it doesn't, if it takes away from my energy, if it's going to make me a worse coach, if it's going to like, you know, drain me mentally or physically in a way that I'm not comfortable with, it's a hard no. And then I think that's where I, you know, I thrive now is just decision-making because I am, I was at a place where I was so uncomfortable that I, I couldn't imagine living there another minute. And then that was unfortunately like I had to hit like rock bottom to be able to make these decisions. But you do it one time, and then you realize, oh, this is a great decision. Well, what if it wouldn't have worked out? Like I'm sure I would have figured it out, but I also didn't give myself that option. Like I didn't let that fill my headspace, even though people were trying to put that in there. If that makes sense. It does. And gosh,
0: I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy for you, dude. Like that's that's an awesome story, and just the fact that you went through what you went through and then you made the decision for your family and for, well, it sounds like for yourself, but also for your family to be able to be there in your, your kid's life and to be able to, to support your, your wife. And before we dive a little bit deeper into decision-making and kind of helping just provide more value on that topic to everybody out there, you touched on friends that were <laughs> pulling away from your, yeah. your success, and, like not wanting you to and kind of putting in like almost like putting in those negative thoughts in your head right? or trying to right those little negative thoughts of, oh, yeah, but what are you going to do next? What are you going to like? What if that doesn't work? Oh, yeah, but at least you still have this backup plan. Right. And like just kind of like throwing all these different things in your head, which I think happens for just about everybody. Right. Like it's like you you start yeah. to try to do something cool and everybody's going to try to pull you back, whether they really know it or not. They're they're pulling you mm-hmm. back. What. Would you say to people out there, because this is huge when it comes to fat loss, health, people start to try to do this and you have all the people around you that maybe aren't in great shape and don't want to put in the work that are going to tell you, oh, why can't you have this cupcake? Oh, why can't you do this? And and why can't, oh, like, why do you, why do you need to go to bed early? Like all of these different things that are going to be planted in your mind. How do you work with that? Or how do you like give tips to somebody who's dealing
1: with that situation? That is such a good question. And I'm still figuring it out, to be honest with you. But one thing that I did was there were friends that were different. They typically moved away. (laughs) They were no longer like local um, for me personally, but they moved and I, I reconnected. I'm like, Hey, you guys are doing something special in your life. I want to be part of it. How can we hang out more? Even though I live in Wisconsin, you live in Texas. And so I get on to like, we call it our DOA group. So it's like dudes of accountability. And it's just, fathers, and we're kind of like the boardroom of directors for our our personal lives. So, you know, we keep in check with each other and hold each other accountable to continue to like be good fathers, to be good husbands, to be, you know, good members of the community and also be successful in business. So I'm just trying to constantly surround myself more with those people. And then I'm, I'm never like an asshole to someone. Like if someone, my past, you know, decade before I had kids, especially is that I would work hard and then I would party really hard. Like, so I would drink copious amounts of alcohol often so that, that those are my friends that would call me like, Hey Ryan, like, let's go out. It's Friday night. Let's go, you know, hit up the bars. Let's go hang out here. Let's go do this. And then I realized like, I'm just in a new stage in my life. So the stage now is like fatherhood and being a husband and, you know, owning my own business and just though they kind of naturally weed each other out. Like you say no one or two times. And then like those friends they'll stop texting you like they'll stop inviting you after so many times like the same times you failed on a diet like you're probably not going to go back to that diet over and over and over again if they keep saying no or like you keep not getting results so um they kind of weed themselves out but at the same time it's like man when I'm not hung over when I'm not you know spending all this money I do have a lot more time I have a lot more energy I feel really good about myself like I can pour more into my kids like I have more you know like to me, like I don't want to drink at night too much because if I wake up and I can't be like a cool dad or a fun father, well, was that like a couple of drinks last night really worth it? So it's, it comes back to like a whole value thing. So it's, it's what you value, which is going to drive your decisions. But if you value the right things and you're on the right path, man, it's just it's easy to like let that momentum build. But if you're like hesitant, you're like, I'm not sure if this is how I want to live. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to give up. Like every time I could have like you know, pizza every night or McDonald's every day, cool. Then you're just not in a place to change yet. And that's totally fine. But I always tell people too is like, why do you need to hit rock bottom to change? Like for me, my rock bottom wasn't that bad to be real. I had a job that I just didn't like. I'm like 99% of Americans, right? Like I worked for someone that I didn't agree with, cool. Put me in the same category as everybody else. So like, it wasn't that bad, but I also knew that there was potential for more, and I needed to get my life back with my kids. And then that was my driving force. So I had a, another mentor who is actually a client that I just tri- just respect so much. And he's, I was like, hey, I'm really struggling with this, and and it was kind of funny because if I left that job, I, there was potential that I wouldn't be able to train him anymore, right? So he's like, kind of, I want what's best for you. And turns out he's actually my kids' godfather. And his wife, you know, another one of my clients is my my kid's godmother. So they're, I obviously, you know, respect them greatly. Um, but he's just like, what is your North Star? And I'm like, oh, man, like, success. What the fuck does that matter? Like, sorry, if I can gush, Like, what does that matter? You can say whatever the hell you want to <laughs> But like, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? What is your North Star? He's like, this is where you want to get to. Every decision has to get you to that. So I assume you want to be married when you're 50, right? Like you want to retire and still be married. Well, don't make any decision that would deviate from you being a good husband, right? So if there's a decision to go and go to a strip club or go gambling where you could like be like, you know, tempted, why are you even making that decision? Don't do it simple, right? Like, why are we making this even an option? So, you know, that's what it comes to. Um, You want to be present in your kid's life. Well, you can't be an asshole to them, right? Like you got to be a person that your kids want to be around. And I'm super blessed in the fact that I have a great relationship with my father. Like my dad is amazing and he, you know, I really genuinely love talking to him and being around him. And he moved down to Florida. So he's, you know, separated from me right now, but I call him like almost every other day. And we talk probably more than we did when we lived 10 minutes apart because I want to be in his life as much as possible because that's an easy decision, right? Like, so I want to be successful. Well, not everybody wants to be successful. A lot of people are super cool, you know, ha- making like a mediocre wage and just you know surviving and you know going to the bars every weekend. That's totally fine, and like I'm not here to knock on that. But I knew that's not what I wanted. So my north star was to be married, retired, be comfortable, have a good relationship with my kids, and that's it. Like when it boils down to it, like would it be cool to be have like a little bit more lean body? Maybe, but like if I have to sacrifice two hours at a gym session that's going to take away from time with my kids, man, it's a really hard decision for me. And the answer is no, because it doesn't align with my my one, my, my true North Star. So we don't have to overcomplicate it. I think people need clarity on what they actually want. And then once you actually know what you want, decisions are simple. So for instance, you know, like I take people through a fat loss phase. It's not 365 days of dieting. It's like, all right, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you not willing to sacrifice? If you're not willing to give up pizza, donuts, like your sugary Starbucks drinks every day, that timeline might not be realistic. Are you cool with that? Are you cool with taking an extra six months to get to where you want to be? You are awesome. Let's do it. You're not. All right. Well, what are you willing to do? Because like, I need to set realistic expectations based off of what you truly want. And actually, at Coaching Con this past year, there was somebody, I can't remember who was but he's talked about, you know, if someone kidnapped your kids, and they said, you need to work in this coal mine every day for six months, you're going to show up every day in that coal mine, you're going to work your ass off in that coal mine, no matter how shitty the conditions are, how, no, how bad it is, how hot it is, how miserable it is, how many blisters you got, you're going to show up every day, and you're going to do the work. Because what you want is your kids back, and you'll do anything for that. Well, everybody acts like that's the same scenario when they want to lose weight. Well, I'll do anything to lose weight. Will you do anything? Oh, they'll do anything except give up your Starbucks order every day. That's interesting. You'll do everything, but you won't give up like drinks like every other weekend. You know, like there is sacrifice to it, but it's a simple decision. If like if that's what you truly want, you are not going to show up like two weeks into the coal mine. And be like, ah, I am kind of tired. Like, I, I guess I don't really want this. I am going to quit, and then lose your kids, like easy decisions. No, you went into a lot of great stuff there. <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. It's good. It,
0: it honestly, a lot, it went in a great story of, you know, just kind of starting with the, the whole like negative influences in your life and just how it's so big to just try to surround yourself with people that are actually going to support you, push you forward. And I realized that as well. So like I, I had uh, an alcohol problem. Like, in, and I don't, you didn't say you had a problem or anything, but, but I, I had a problem and, and it's yeah. it just, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually coming up on in just about a month here, my two year sobriety. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. it's it, I, it To this day, it's my, my biggest accomplishment. Cause I did have like such a, just a struggle with whenever I started, I couldn't stop. But when you said that, like of how you, when you stopped with saying, when you started saying no to that. Like when I basically told everybody that I was done drinking, I was, you know, going sober, I was going to, to quit. Like, I've just kind of realized, you know, over time, you don't get the invites to those things anymore, which I'm super happy about, right? Like, I don't, like, I don't really have any reason to go to those. But also, it's allowed me to align myself more with people that are actually pushing me forward, supporting me. Like, I found a lot of people in our coaching community that, that just are, are amazing. And, and, they're, you know, obviously, like me and you, we're on the same like wavelength. We're trying to grow. We're trying to do that. Like there's plenty of other people that I've met that are also on that same. And it sounds like you've got, you know, your dudes of accountability group that, that really helps you push or helps push you forward and make sure that you're doing the right, doing the right things as well, which is, which is amazing. So I think that's an awesome point for people to take is like, try to limit these people in your life that are negative influences as much as possible and search out like people that you admire, you know, even of your friends that, because I think a lot of people have people in their life that are good support system. It's about trying to find those people out and spend more time with them and limit the amount of time with those bad influences or those people that are just worried about themselves and pulling you back and kind of being those anchors for where you really want to be. Yeah. And then you found you found your North Star, You and from what it sounds like, it's just about when it comes to really the first step in, in decision-making, Finding those values, like what you really are going to value and what you're going to decide is going to encompass all of your decisions is what you're going to
1: use these like three to five criteria to determine where you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny too. Um, You know, when I talk to a lot of people initially, they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to look better in a swimsuit. I want to have more confidence. I'm like, that's great. That's like an amazing poster that you'd want to make for yourself. And like, you should hang that up, like take a picture, like do that. Um, but that's not your, like, that's not a good driving force. Like vanity is not a good driving force unless you're a a narcissist, which totally cool. Like if you are like lean on that, like use that narcissism to your advantage, it's like, you you can accomplish crazy things. But what I found with almost every one of my clients, the second that they start snap, like starts figuring out like, Oh, I kind of get it. It's not about them anymore. It's about their families. So like, when I talk to someone initially, they might be like, you know, I want to have more confidence so my daughters don't have to go through what I'm going through. And I'm like, that's so interesting. So what are you willing to do to show them exactly what health and nutrition and fitness really looks like? You know, what have you shown them? You know, people think like, oh, my kids like don't know that I'm dieting all the time. Like they know, you know, and um, it always makes me nervous because one of the biggest reasons that I do eat well and I do exercise often. So like To be fair, like I do exercise. I don't I just make it fit in my day when my kids are at take care. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, I know I don't want my kids to have the relationship with nutrition and exercise and dieting the way that I did. So I was introduced to exercise. It's like you need to like you need to get bigger. Like, Ryan, you're kind of like a little bitch. You're kind of small. You got to get stronger. Oh, cool. Like I did it because I, I, I thought if I suffer enough, I'll earn someone's respect in the future. So it was always for someone else that drove me then. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like that's a little nugget. I'll remember that for later. And then, um, but like for food and exercise, like I was really good at losing weight, but then I realized like, man, if my son sees me skipping meals or like eating something that doesn't really hold true to like my values of like balanced plate and good nutrition, he's three right now, but I accidentally just cussed in front of him and he memorized that shit for like 10 years, like his whole life now. And so he'll like cuss sometimes, um, it's not that bad. Don't worry. But I'm like, he, he's like really a sponge right now. So while he's watching me, I have to be like all in on myself. Like I have to have confidence in my decision-making. I need to be this North star for him so that he knows what it looks like. So I don't have to find it. Like, so he doesn't, I'm sorry. So he doesn't have to find it one day. And I'm like, I think if everybody kind of put their kids as like their North star, I'm like, well, and if you probably know this, if you've t- done anything with, um, like ther- so I, I had a drinking problem, I had a therapist and that's kind what I'm, we talked about, but the reason that why that was so important for me is you always want to help the previous version of yourself. Well, I think the best way to help the previous version of yourself is never have to have them go through the struggles that you went through. So instead of showing them all the wrong ways to do it, why don't you show them the one right way? Like why should my kid have to worry like have this crazy relationship with carbohydrates because you tried keto one time and you had some success. And now you think that doing keto is the only way to lose weight, like or lose just fat. And I think that's always like, you know, why people get into you know coaching in the first place. It's like you you wanna if you could go fix yourself four years ago, you'd probably do it. Like if I could go talk to Ryan Murphy of twenty twenty, I'd probably like, hey, you should have left this job forever ago, just you can do it. Stop worrying about what everybody thinks. Go all in on, on yourself, and that's like honestly, I'm I'm hesitant to even be on podcasts and my my social media and post everything because I know that I'm like the laughing stock of people I went to high school with. Probably they're probably like, oh, dude. Like I always call up my insecurities right away. Like I don't love my hairline. I have a borderline lisp every once in a while, especially when I talk too much. So like I don't like the way that I sound. Like all these different things. But someone once told me if I'm letting my insecurities keep someone else from hearing the message that could drastically change their life. I'm the asshole because I'm not willing to put myself out there. So I would gladly be embarrassed in front of everyone that I've ever went in high school with. If it's going to help like one person not have to deal with like obesity or, you know, overweight or weight issues or food issues or anything like that. And I think that was another huge deciding factor when it came to my business. So, If if my message can help anybody, I have to say it. If it's gonna hurt somebody, hurt somebody's feelings, like if it's gonna help somebody, like I'm still gonna say it. I'm just gonna be as transparent as possible. So like my action, my company's core values, one of them is transparency. And when someone starts working with us, you have to adopt transparency because I can't see through you know you and you can lie to me all you want, but you're not gonna get anything out of it. I'm always as transparent as possible. I value it. I want you to be as transparent as possible with me, so that we can kind of you know, cut through all the bullshit that we're not normally going to go through. Like, I get like, you. like, I've had a lot of people who've had coaches in the past. And they're like, well, I ended up almost lying to my coach, because I felt like a failure, because I had, you know, two drinks, and it wasn't on my plan. I'm like, so your plan needs to have two drinks a week, like, we can do that. We can figure that out. Like, what else was it? Like, what else didn't your coach let you do? Oh, I had to do this crazy one hour, like booty pump workout every day, where I was doing like 2000, you know, burpees. I'm like, Cool, so you don't want burpees in your program, like, check. Like, it doesn't have to be crazy complicated. We need to, like, make a lifestyle that you could live in. And if it's unrealistic, I think that's a huge disservice that a lot of coaches are still trying to provide. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was a great, another great
0: just blurp there. Just on everything. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you're bringing it today. Like, this is is awesome. Uh, Just tons and tons of value. And So I really appreciate you just coming on and sharing all this stuff. Like, we're going in a lot of different directions, which is awesome. And I, I loved how you just talked about almost like having the decision-making matrix of your North star, your values and like a mission, like almost, I know Lewis Howes. I don't know if you talk, if you know, Lewis Howes he's uh he has like a big podcast, the greatness or the school of greatness. And okay. it's, it's awesome. He talks about your meaningful mission in life. And, and I think that, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not hundred percent clear on it. I'm working on that myself, but I think that it's huge to have like just values that you live by a mission in life of just how you're going to, to utilize those values and just kind of clear the yeses and no's mm-hmm. like clear, like non-negotiables that you set, where it's like, this is, I'm never going to do this. I'm always going to do this. And over time you start to morph this personality and this identity A lot easier because it's a lot easier to make decisions when you have clear cut just criteria of what you need to look at each time to move in the direction that you actually want to go
1: absolutely and man i think you just hit the nail on the head it you need to get that clarity and i'm sitting in this chair like oh yeah like i have all this clarity in the world i didn't for like 20 years so like i'm 34 years old today I struggled until like I was 32, like a lot. Like when I say struggle, like I was in my head so often and I'm still struggling today. It's not like, oh, I figured it out. I got this one fixed. Well, I just, I'm I'm better at decision-making because I keep it very simple. Like in a world of like grays, it is black and white. It's either like a hell yeah or like a no, thank you. I'm all in or like, I don't think so. Um, And then that's kind of like how I decide almost everything and it's just, can I make it work? Yes. Is it going to benefit me in some way? Is it going to fill my cup up? Yes. Let's go. If it's not, man, that's, it's an easy pass. Like, Hey Ryan, want to go get hammered at brunch? No, like I don't, (laughs) I'm, I'm cool. Like not doing that. Or, you know, i have had say no to like guys weekend before. Um, not this year. I'm going fishing with my friends this year, but like last year, I had a newborn, and my wife had a like we had a one or two year old and a newborn. If I wanted to be married at fifty, I can't go on your fishing trip. I'm sorry, you know. And it was just a super simple decision. Did I have like FOMO? Hindsight, like no, I had the great. Like, I met up with the guys when they all got back, and it sounded like a huge shit show. And I'm glad I missed it. Um, but like, you know, it's just it's an interesting thing because older on and be like man, what's going on up there? Like, hi, I'm stuck here with the kids. Like, I, 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 I wish I could be up there hanging out with you guys. It sounds like so much fun. In reality, like, I think that weekend, I think we went to, like, the zoo. Or, you know, we did something. And, it, like, I love that shit. Like, so what fires me up today is not what fired me up two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Um, I'm I'm always shifting. I'm always moving. I'm always figuring out, like, different passions. I always have different goals. But I always have, like, that North Star. And it always comes back to that. I think that that's what drives, you know, everything. And like, again, I'm sitting here, like I've got some things figured out. I'm a little bit better than I was last year. Like I'm a little bit better than I was two years ago. It's not this 180 degree, like I'm a completely different person. Um, so like for instance, this year I had three goals for myself. I wanted to do a half marathon. I don't know why I, I wanted to prove that adding cardio won't get you more lean. So I did that effectively I actually gained some body fat. Um, but I'm a really good runner now. I finished my half marathon my next goal is to break 80 in golf. Um, I've never done it in my life. I've gotten close. So that's my next goal. Once I've completed that goal, it's to deadlift 500 pounds. And I, it was three things that I've never done in my life that if I could accomplish in one year, I'm just proving to myself that I can win at stuff. But I've also tried to do all those things all at once. And I've come short on everything for like a decade, right? So I learned that you should never like spread yourself too thin either. Like a lot of people have all these goals like, oh, I want to like lose weight. And I want to be like, I don't know, the maid of honor at this wedding. And I got like this, like whatever these goals are, these like social things. I don't value those as much as I might've used to. And when I can, again, just changing my values, like go back to your North star, like go back to your home base. If it lines up, let's go. If it doesn't like, let's not. And the reason that I want to do these three things is because I think it does take time, dedication. It takes like focus and it's three things that'll fill my cup up. Like I didn't have a goal, like, Hey, I want to smash as many cases of beer this year as possible. Or I want to go as many, like, you know, I don't know, binge sessions with my friends, or I want to go like, you know, spend as many weekends away from my family as possible. You know, it's all the things where if my kids watch me doing like, Oh, Ryan's doing his running again. Like I'd come back and, no matter how miserable I was after running like 10 degree weather and AirPods broke because I froze, um, like, Oh, like dad goes for runs. He does things that are uncomfortable to be better today. Like the golf one is probably not as important, but like same thing with the deadlift, I want my kids to see me struggle and see me like come out on the other side. And they do, like you said earlier, they're sponges,
0: right? They're picking up on that. And I think I, I love, love, love my parents to death, but Like I, one thing I did pick up on as I was going through, and this is why I do coaching as well. Like this is one of the reasons there's like five, 10, 15 reasons why I do coach, why I coach now. But this is one of the reasons why I did go all in on, on coaching was because I watched my parents and just about everybody else in my life complain about their job the whole time. And I'm super grateful. Like they, obviously they struggled through, hating their jobs and and just kind of complaining to support me and my brother. Right. So like, I'm super grateful to that. And I've realized that, but at the same time I made a decision that I didn't want to look back when I'm 50, 60, 70 years old and be like, wow, that was shitty. Right. Like I hated those years of working. Like I worked this job, like, and it sucked every day and I complained and whatever. Like I want when I do have kids, I don't have kids, but, when I do have kids, eventually, assuming that maybe that happens down the road, I want them to see me chasing my dreams and living out my dreams. Because I think it's so important for, for people to see like they pick up every little thing and like everybody sees it. And not only are the kids going to pick it up, but you see whenever you try to go at stuff and you are trying to better yourself and grow, other people want to come with you. Right, and so you're not only changing yourself; you're changing your family, you're changing your friends who want to do that, and you're changing potentially everybody else in in the community who sees you and sees your struggles, sees you going to the next level. And so I think that everything that you talked about today has just been just been awesome. And I think it comes down almost to clarity, right? Like, like just. Get that clarity. Most decision making, from what you've talked about today, seems to come back to not having that north star and not having those values clearly aligned. Because once you do, the identity follows, and it's not going to be the easiest trip trip ever, right? It's not going to be just like, oh, I just this is so easy, right? And can you touch on that a little bit? Like, what what are some tips to people like around the resistance, right? Because there's not, it's not going to be this whole i decided like this is what i'm going through right now i I talked about how before we even hopped on this that i'm doing an identity shifting program i think i said that i don't know yeah yeah. talk about that maybe i did i feel like i talked about it with so many people that i forget who i talked about it with at this point but i like i i'm going through that and i'm i did it because i realized that i kept trying to change my identity like i would always i knew how important it was right i was. I was always writing down, I want to be this, 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 this. And then I would be like, today's the day that I like step into this new identity. But then after a week, maybe two weeks, I would fall back into some of those old patterns. I kind of kept going there. So yeah. what, what are you what are some things that you talk about with your clients just around resistance that comes up?
1: The one thing to know if you truly want it or not is probably like that two week test. And you know, do something for two weeks. And if you're like you're like, oh, I don't really want it that bad anymore. Cool. Now you know that that's not what you really value, and totally like again, no judgment. But like, if you can't stick to something for two weeks, like that's not going to be the best route to get there. So, um, if you really want something, you've got to understand that there's going to be sacrifice. And I think that's why there's so many programs out there that are so attractive. It's like just eat these meals and look amazing. Just do my workout, and you're gonna is all stars are going to align. Like take Ozempic and just you don't have to change anything. You just take Ozempic and you lose weight. Well, you know I'm not going to get into Ozempic at all right now or Semaglutide, but there's all these promises out in the world that you don't have to suffer. It's not going to be challenging. You ultimately can just keep doing exactly what you've been doing, and you can start getting what you've been like. You're, you know you can have all your dreams come true. Well, they're all going to give you short-term success, but. I don't care what you can show me in three months like show me where you're at in three years you know show me where you're at in 10 years from now were you able to keep that success because that is actual success it's the same thing as like right now it's like well if you're in a business and again like i've only been in business for about two and a half years but still like i'm 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 really enjoying the process and i love you know my connections i love what i'm doing every day so like i'm relatively confident i'm going to be here for a while I'm not just like making some short-term money and selling someone something that inherently isn't gonna change their life for the better. And I think the reason that I truly believe on that is the reason that I am like a little bit more successful than maybe some people is because I truly believe that if you invest in yourself, you're not gonna be recognizable to yourself in six months. And that sounds really attractive to some people, but man, it's hard. We have to battle every issue that has ever caused you to backslide. So if every time that you go to a birthday party and you have one cupcake and then you binge for the rest of the weekend and then you get back on Monday and you restart on Monday, which you're really good till Friday and someone invites you out for drinks and you have that one drink and then you fall off the weekend and then you start on Monday, we got to fix that shit before we even start. We got to assess the damage that you've already gone through, through a decade of crash dieting. Every time that you yo-yo diet, your body, you know, protects itself by something called body fat overshooting. So we need to go in, like, we need to lose it the last time this time. This can't be another quick fix. So, like, really hard conversation I was just having with someone that was decided she decided to work with us. It was like, you got to be okay not losing a single pound for the next six months, maybe a year, based off of what she was telling me. But we could come into next, you know, May... And you could be a completely different person when it comes to going to birthday parties, eating food that you want, not feeling guilt around things like bananas. Like, I don't know why everybody's afraid of a banana right now. It's crazy to me, but it comes up in almost every one of my conversations of things that you shouldn't eat. Like everybody go eat a banana and you'll be all right. If you're really hesitant about it, go eat like 10 bananas, look in the mirror tomorrow and then see if you got fat. If you didn't get fat, like bananas are okay. Um, So like, but doing exercise like that. So like, with some of my clients, I, was, I had asked people, like, what do you really want? What do you feel like you're missing out on? What is something that you saw someone else order that you want and you said in your head, I could never do that? Go order that and then step on the scale the next day. And, it like, I did that with someone. She wanted a patty melt. I'm like, okay, cool. Go eat it. She ended up only eating, like, half of it because it was so fatty. Like, it was so against, like, what she, like, she felt like crap after the fact, but she actually lost weight the next day. I'm like, oh, cool. So like Patty Mel's cause you to lose weight. That's got to be in your program. (laughs) Ha ha. But seriously, like it was that stress and anxiety that she had around burgers that freaked her out. I'm like, all right, we need to fix that so that you can have a burger if you want a burger. Again, like you should be able to have pizza if you want to have pizza. You should have donuts if you want to have donuts. Should they be staples in your diet? You should eat them every day. Probably not. Like, but we need to shift your identity to just being a healthy person right now. Right now, you're a fear driven person. You're afraid of these foods and the anxiety and stress that you're putting on top of your life. That's what's keeping me from having success. So those are kind of the, the conversations that I have. Um, and I, like, I tell people, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard. Like, to be fair, we need to send the signal that you're safe. We need to send a signal that you're not trying to lose fat or trying to lose weight because you haven't sent that signal to your body for a decade. And then, you know, you just get very real with people. And they're like, so, you know, by the 4th of July, will I be in my bikini body? I'm like, maybe, you know probably not like if you if if you've never crashed dieted for sure like if you're coming from a place of eating mcdonald's every day and then i get you to like you know eat mcdonald's like every other day (laughs) i've seen people lose 10 pounds while still eating culvers i don't know if culvers is popular in midwest or in uh, minnesota but like i had somebody that drank diet coke had culvers and she lost 15 pounds in the first three months together because she wasn't drinking water before, she was never prioritizing herself, she wasn't sleeping at night. So we, we knocked out those things first and then we didn't even get into culvers because, you know, she she enjoyed it and she was good with it. So her program looks different from like everybody else. But it worked for her because we got everything that kind of fit in a lineup. And we also knocked out a lot of other, you know, low-hanging fruit off. Um, the one question that you asked for is how do you kind of keep your north star keep your your true thing going forward is you always have a big picture of what you want and then you have to reverse engineer that into smaller steps so that it's more digestible and realistic so it's like ryan you want to run a marathon i don't want to run a marathon but i kind of think i could right now from doing the half training but if i go like hey ryan the boston marathon is next weekend i signed you up well, that would scare the shit out of me like i'm not ready for that i didn't do any training But if I go like, hey, to get ready for a marathon, like here, it's going to suck. You're going to have to get in all these runs. These run like your longest run so far is just over 13 miles. That's going to be like your minimum run for the rest of like this training or whatever. Paint a picture and then reverse engineer like we're going to do 20 miles this day. We're going to 22 miles this day. We're going to do 10, 5, whatever the distance is. This is what you have to do to show up that day. Oh, cool. Well, now that there's a plan, I feel more confident I can do it. Hey, and then I want you on Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays. I want you doing this mobility session. You're going to do it 10 minutes in the morning and then 10 minutes at night. Oh, 20 minutes. Like I usually do an hour workout. Like this is easy. So now I'm doing my runs, my mobility and this. All right, cool. Now for your your nutrition, like we need to make sure we're fueling for these longer runs. We're going to have to do some carb cycling. So you're going to eat a little bit more here and a little less here. But I need you to have protein goals consistent. I need your carbs to go up and down and I need you to eat as much as that. Oh, cool. Well, shoot. Now I'm kind of confused. Oh, that just looks like you know, adding this to your breakfast, maybe having a little bit more of this at lunch, try to take a little bit of this away at dinner and then, you know, make sure you're drinking water before you have anything else. Cool. Oh, cool. Like now it's getting a little bit easier. Well, how else can we make it easier? Hey, like what if I met you at the shoe store and we picked out your shoes together? Like I've done that with clients before. Like I've met them at grocery stores, helped them go grocery shopping. You know, you just have to reverse engineer into the steps that you're finally comfortable with. Because if you would have came to me on January 1st, like, hey, you're gonna run this, you know, marathon, I'd be like, fuck, I am <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that. And then you learn. But then the really cool thing is if anybody ever wants to talk about nutrition, shoes, um, mild build off, tapering afterwards, I'm not an expert, but I can give you some pretty good guidance because that's exactly what I went through. So now I'm experienced. So now I can kind of coach it up a little bit. So, you know, and that's, I think, why I love my nutrition coaching, because I've been in those shoes with the binge and the restrict. I've done all the diets. I've tried all the supplements I've gone through, um, pretty much, uh, eh, I've never done like the meal prep services where someone makes your food, but I've, you know, cause I like cooking. So I'm like, that would be stupid for me because I enjoy cooking. Um, also I love barbecuing. It's so like, I like smoking meat. So if you ever want to talk about that on a different podcast, I love that. But, um, start, yeah, just reverse engineer. And make it so simple that you'd feel stupid not to be able to do it. I think that's one of the keys to like long-term success. So, for instance, like if someone comes to me and they're drinking like no water, well, how could we increase your water? Like, I, I read the book, Atomic Habits. He talks about building habits and whatnot and habit stacking. So I, I use that strategy very often. Where are you already drinking water? Could you just add a couple more ounces? Awesome. What's the first thing that you do in the morning? Could you add like just six ounces before, like just fill up a glass of water, have it next to your bed, wake up and drink it. Now you're already six ounces above where you were. Um, Every time you drive to and from work, why don't you just have a water bottle in there and then you just finish it before you get to work. You fill it up at work and you finish it on the way home. Now you're up 40 more ounces than you've ever had before. Oh shoot. So like to have a hundred ounce goal is not that crazy when we just broke it down into actual steps. But if I say, hey, you need to drink more water. Cool. Do you want me to just chug that right in the morning? Like, what does that look like? Well, let's break it down into super simple steps we're like could you do this awesome could you see yourself doing this no all right well, let's figure out another way same thing with like protein goals like protein goals are super hard for people to hit well where are you already eating protein could you go from like four ounces of chicken to five ounces of chicken cool are you having eggs in the morning could you add just egg whites to your like morning oh that's simple like it doesn't have to be this crazy overhaul it's just Let's add, add, add um, and get you to feel really good and like correlate that. And I think that's like the secret to making these decisions, too, because if you really want what you say you want, but you're not willing to drink water like, well, how bad do you want it? Like you can't just add water to your life or you say, you know, you say you want to build muscle, but you're not eating protein. Well, then you don't really want it that bad because it's proven to have, like, protein goals. It's like, you know, you need to eat protein to build muscle. Like, I'm not crazy for saying that one, right? Uh, but, yeah, so you, you just you have your North Star, you have your vision, but then you just got to reverse engineer it. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with reverse engineering in general. It's like, if you wanted to build or, like, have a building, you've, like, well, to have a finished product, what do you need to do right before you do that? And then you go get, like, you, you just take it step by step all the way back to, I need to dig a hole and build foot for a foundation so my literally first phase of my program is after we assess the damage we build a foundation so you know when we build a foundation it looks like the healthy habits of like exercising walking um you know getting steps in being hydrated being able to hit calorie windows not necessarily goals like i'm a window guy um i typically don't get into macros too much it's more of just calories and protein and if you're not willing to do Tracking, I have done, you know, just clean eating the side of things. So it's it's challenging because everybody is so unique of because their past experiences really dictate what they can do. And I'm never gonna make anybody feel unwelcome, a failure or like that they can't do it. So we, we are pretty dynamic and flexible when it comes to people's programming, but it, it comes back to the basics. Like assess the damage, have the North star, where do you wanna get to? this is what it looks like to me now come from you. Like, let's make this a partnership, not a dictatorship. What do you feel like you need more of? Oh, that's interesting. We can definitely make that work or like, sorry, you're going to have to, you know, I don't know why I keep on coming back to alcohol. I think alcohol was my big one. So when I stopped drinking as much, like everything else snapped in the night, but like, to be fair, if you, you can lose weight while drinking, it's just harder. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And I don't want to make things harder than they have to be. No, exactly. But God, that's so awesome. And really had to
0: touch on a few things. Like it kind of comes down to one of the things comes down to like where you are is hard, right? Like staying, staying on the couch, staying overweight, staying in a place where your sleep's bad, you're low energy, you're super duper stressed. That's super hard. It's just comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to change, right? But the benefits of that hard of change is that you feel better. You set a better example for your kids you you set yourself up to live longer you said you know you you can do more you can produce more you can probably make more money you can like enjoy your life more like th- these it's it's almost like this this thing that's it's super hard either way it's just a matter of one of these decisions is going to lead you to a lot of amazing benefits
1: so alex i'm going to challenge you on that a little bit just cuz that's what i do right like as my job as a coach i challenge people um i actually think it's super easy Right. Like, so it is hard. It, is, it can be difficult. It can be challenging. Like, the steps might be more hard. Like, lifting weights is hard. I'm not going to lie to anybody. Um, but it's actually easy to lose weight. It's just easier to not. Right. Like, it, it's easy to go for a 10 minute walk every day. It's just easier to sleep in. Like, it's easy to set time aside to go to the gym and get your workout in. It's just easier to go meet up with your friends after work to go, you know, for drinks. I don't, again, like, alcohol popping in. It's easy to, you know, prioritize your sleep and spend eight hours in bed. It's easier to stay up and scroll on your phone or, like, to catch up on that Netflix or, you know, whatever. It's just easier to do those things. So you just have to pick what you want, what you really want. So it is going to be a little bit hard. But, like, in fact, like, everybody that's probably listening to this, they know what is healthy and what is not healthy, right? It is healthy to eat food. It is not healthy to never eat. But for some reason... You feel guilty for eating more food. Let's talk about that. That's interesting, right? And having more of those realistic conversations. No, absolutely. Yeah, I love you
0: challenging me on it. That's that's true. Yeah, it's just, it, maybe maybe people think it's harder. Like, I mean, me, me, me now have, have gotten into a place where over time, right, we develop these amazing habits around things like sleep, stress. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't be very good coaches, right? Like, if we haven't like gotten into a better place with these things, or if we're not on our own journey, like, of, of bettering ourselves here. And so I, I love that you challenged me on that. It isn't, It definitely doesn't have to be that difficult. Although I think almost building that moment, getting that momentum or getting that first step going can be really difficult for people. Once you get that ball rolling, it just oh, yeah. kind of gets so much easier. And so I loved everything you talked about today, man. Like this has been, this has been amazing. And I appreciate you you coming on and sharing all this like absolute gold with everybody. For sure, Thanks. I'd love to ask you two final questions that we ask everybody. And so the first one is, what is the worst health and fitness advice that you've ever received?
1: Oh my gosh! I actually think I just posted this on my Facebook wall. Yes, you did. I actually saw this. <laughs> so I was like, that's funny. I, right, right. I should go check to see what I wrote. Um, man, I've gotten so much advice. So actually, at one of my previous jobs, there was a dietitian, and I he had like he was so smart, like so unbelievably smart. And I have him, like, hey, what should I eat? Like, make me a meal plan. Like, let's do this. And he would come back. He's like, you just got to, like, eat healthy and, like, do this. And hit this fiber goal. And I think, like, the worst advice that you can ever give somebody is that it has to be completely different than what you are living like now. Like, I don't think everybody is super far from their health journey. It's making these one to two shifts. um, A couple more momentum builders, like, proving yourself that you can win. I think that's like the the more efficient route. But I think the worst advice was that you have to go on this super restrictive plan. Um, you have to eat like twigs and berries. You should have like, you know, only eat like, like I love like all the advice that's coming from it. it you got to remember it, it's coming from a place of like they're trying to help. And so even if someone tells you like that you shouldn't eat bananas because they're high in sugar or fruit because it's like, you know, not even going to get it, like whatever. Um, <laughs> we can do a whole but, podcast like, on that. Yeah, <laughs> but like they're they're like they're not wrong. They just took information and like I don't want to say bastardized, but they they took it and they exploited it in an unhealthy way. Yeah, cupcakes aren't unhealthy. Eating twelve of them probably isn't ideal. Like pizza is not unhealthy, but if you're gluten intolerant and dairy sensitive, like it might cause more inflammation and not make you feel super good. But Avoiding it 100% is going to make you want to restrict and then likely to be binging and coming back is higher. So, like, I guess, like, the worst advice is that there's a one-stop shop, one-size-fits-all approach that everybody can check the boxes and fill in and they're going to have all the success. Like, I hate telling people that they're special, but, like, you're special. You you don't – because your friend Jill has all the success with keto doesn't mean that you should go do keto. Because if you inherently like bananas, you can't do keto, right? Like it's just not gonna work. Um, and you're gonna feel resentment, you're gonna feel guilt, you're gonna feel like you're missing out on life. And then is your fat loss goal more important than your, um, your lifestyle? And then that's a very real question. So like I said before, my, my lifestyle, it, you know, I like to exercise, but if it's, it's to get a lift in or hang out with my kids, unfortunately I'm gonna have to wait till they go to bed which sucks because I don't like lifting at night or I have to do it sometime during the day. Like for instance today, I don't have time to go to the gym because I'm going to go watch them. Um, So I'm going to have to wait till they go to bed or I could have gotten up early. I could have worked out that. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. So I'm working out tonight. Um, So I guess the worst advice is just that like you're a square, you're you're a star and you're trying to fit into a a round hole. So don't listen to like those advice that there's a one-stop one size fits all a template, like something that you just have to follow um, because it won't last forever. And the only reason I'm confident that it won't last forever is because that's exactly what I did for 10 years. Same, same. Tried everything in the book, tried all the BS, tried
0: all the quick fixes, drastic approaches. And yeah, when I finally got a coach, (laughs) fixed a lot of that stuff because I was able to get an individualized approach and also one that didn't make me change everything that I was doing, right? Like you kind of touched on that, like just make small tweaks, right? Just make small tweaks and and you're going to be a lot better
1: off long-term. I think all those other things too are more crushes than anything. So like, I I was borderline like addicted to fat burners for a hot second and you take, you stop taking fat burners and you are going to have withdrawal symptoms because especially in like the early 2000s, it was like amphetamine. It was crazy. Um, so like just because someone tells you to go try something like do your due diligence first find the side effects before you try something um that's why i like coaching too because i'm not (laughs) i'm not going to give you anything that i don't inherently think is going to help like i don't have i have a supplement second policy like i want you to get everything through whole nutrient dense foods like i can sleep easy at night doing that if i was selling like a fat burner or um like a zempicker or anything like that like where you can't guarantee the results forever I don't think I could sleep at night. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I can't stand that like stuff. I know,
0: I know that people are a lot of, I I think there's plenty of those people that are just trying to make money personally. That's my opinion, but, uh, but uh, they're doing a lot more damage than, than good. And I wish that they would realize that because it's, they're doing like, we, we end up seeing some of these people come through and and they're just in a really bad spot. So, Mm -hmm. um, but last question, final question is what's the best health and fitness advice that you've ever received?
1: oh man tough one i wish i i wish i would have prepped for that one the best health man i was always on the impression that you know work hard eat less to lose weight and when i did my first reverse diet it blew my mind i got up to thirty two hundred calories and the only reason i stopped is because i felt like i was binging every day which you know brought back other behaviors and some mental issues so i felt like uncomfortable eating more um but I also realized from from tracking, I I was having weekends where, you know, I was eating 5,000 calories a weekend and just like chips and burgers and like fun and drinks. So like, it's just interesting when you actually start eating well and stop doing, eating like an asshole, you, it's hard to eat that much. So my, I guess like the best advice that I ever had, like, don't be afraid of calories, like eat to heal yourself first and then create a really good relationship with it. And then, man, you can really start enjoying life. You know, where you're, I, like I was always in my head, like when I would order in front of people too. So get this <clears throat> quick story before I, I go, I was at a, a conference with my former staff and we we're at a, like a Morton steakhouse or something like that in Chicago. And, um, we had a workout after lunch. So I was like, I didn't want anything heavy. Like I wasn't being, I don't know. I didn't want to be judged because I was around all these super healthy people. Right. And I ended up ordering like a tuna steak with like, green beans and broccoli. And I'm a, like, I told you I'm a barbecue guy. Like I love steak and I didn't order a steak because I was worried what everybody else was going to think of me. And then people like, they ended up making fun of me for ordering the tuna anyway. So like, I was like, damn, I'm just fucked no matter what I do. But then also that's a really good reason. Like why do I put the weight of anybody on me? Like, why am I trying to do anything for anybody else besides myself? Like I need to be more selfish. Like I should have had exactly what I want in that moment. They're going to judge me regardless, but their judgments don't dictate my actions. They're not going to dictate how I, when I put my head on the pillow at night, like if I thought I had a good day or not. So why do I even care? And the hard truth is that you might have people that you really care about, that they don't have the opinions that you want to hear. And that could be like your parents. It could be your best friends. It could be your closest relatives, your sister, like It could come from anywhere, and it's probably going to hurt initially. But at the end of the day, like, you're the one that makes the decisions for yourself. So you might as well make the best decisions for you in that moment, as long as it's guiding you towards your North Star. And that North Star is, like, a healthier possible like possibility, I should say. No, that's great. That's a
0: great story. It's so easy to look for that outside validation and outside opinions of others. And honestly, like, what I found in the past, too, is, like, that I... I put like things in my mind of what I think other people are thinking, right, like when I don't even I have no idea, like I, I just it goes to that, but it definitely takes some time to get past that, but God man, this has been this has been just an amazing conversation, and just like it's so much gold. I appreciate you popping on, Ryan, and I'd love to just end by having you uh, just let everybody know where they can connect with you, you can find your your content, your stuff.
1: Yeah, the easiest way is probably Instagram. So it's the underscore Coach Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. On at, at Instagram, I have a group on Facebook called Energy and Weight Loss Secrets for Busy Parents. I hang out in there pretty often. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. And if you do have any questions, like I'm not popular yet, so I'll respond to all my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I, I see online too. They
0: they come through pretty easily, but uh, awesome. Well, go connect with Ryan. He's got awesome, awesome content. And, You know, like you saw today, just so much knowledge and in just about anything. So I'd love to have you on at some other point in the future. I think we could have gone for like five hours here. Honestly, like it it was a conversation. So I appreciate you popping on again, Ryan. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, if you like this, hopefully you liked it. It was fucking. I loved it. I got. Some, I'm going to watch through it and take some notes on this myself. Honestly, like. And if you did, make sure you like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. There's a lot of different things you could do. Share it with a friend. It helps us grow. We appreciate it. And uh, otherwise, thanks for watching. And thanks again, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, guys.